0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Home with the Cousins. We know there is no straight line through a construction project, and it's our goal to help you zig and zag in the most efficient manner possible, save you time, money, and heartache throughout the process. In this episode, we are talking to Mandy Gubler, a self-taught designer, blogger, and most recently, project manager, as she overhauls a 1928 mercantile store into her dream home for her and her family. Mandy is the definition of learn by doing and to not be afraid of making mistakes. So let's
1: jump into it. Hello, hello, hello.
2: hello.
1: Hey guys. How you doing?
2: I'm doing so good. How are you?
0: We are doing good. Doing better now that we're recording. I appreciate you (laughs) taking that um, and just really running with it. But for everybody at home, I pushed the wrong fucking button. And I wasn't recording, so this is our second hello. This is our second hello. <laughs>
1: oh man, that's all right. oh, this one's going to be this one's going to be way better. It's going to be way better <laughs> than what we just talked about five minutes.
0: Ago. So, um, the part of the conversation that you guys missed, uh, Mandy bought. An incredible building called the Merck that she is working on as her dream home for her family. And she is just about to explain to us now that we're actually recording some of the finer points of the project. So Mandy, please.
2: <laughs> okay. So the Merck was built in nineteen twenty-eight. So it's almost hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And we live in a fairly small town in southern Utah. And my dreams of renovating and converting a loft were not happening in southern Utah. Like there are no cool warehouses. This doesn't happen. So when we found the Merck, it has all of the original Adobe brick and wood beamed ceilings and storefront windows and I was like this is our house. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And bought it.
0: Wow. Incredible. And now this is your first construction project, like full on construction project?
2: So this is yeah, this is our first like heavy renovation.
0: Okay. So usually it's it's usually it's room refreshes and updates or a kitchen reno or a bathroom reno, but yes. this is to the studs, to the bricks, to the bones. There's nothing left inside.
2: There is there is literally nothing left. It's been so intense.
0: And how long have you been under construction?
2: So, we well, we found it last September and we had to get a lot of stuff figured out before we could actually purchase it. <laughs> historical? So we, any any we historical? We bought it. Yeah. And the zoning. And the, there's like an easement. There's like a whole oh, you got laundry the, list You got stuff. the full treatment there. Yep. Yep. Oh, we got the full treatment. Okay. And so we actually ended up buying it um, the the very end of March and then we had to like go through our whole loan situation to get the construction and so we started renovations in the middle of July, i believe.
0: Okay, wow.
2: And so we're a few months into it. We just painted. We're like getting ready to do our flooring and Oh, so, so you're nice. you're
0: in the home stretch now.
2: I mean, we would love to be in by Christmas. I don't know if that's actually realistically going to happen. You but sound you sound
0: awfully sane to be in the home stretch.
2: You know what? I had a breakdown uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, had a, I had a
2: breakdown two weeks ago. That's the recent breakdown. Okay. Where I was just like, I am exhausted it's because we have, you know, we have three kids and we have a one-year-old and yep. being over there working with a baby is not ideal. And so... I just I was just exhausted. Uh, this but is, I'm doing good now.
0: This is really fantastic. Uh, you know, I I don't know how many episodes you've had a, a chance to take a listen to, but you know, the whole idea behind this podcast is is taking people through the planning process. And you know, we talk to a lot of professional general contractors, architects, uh, other industry people. Um, and you are certainly in the industry, but to to know that this is your first. Mega project like this, that your perspective is so invaluable here. I think for people listening, it's really the timing couldn't be better.
2: Ah, oh, you're so nice. Yeah, we have. I have a lot of wisdom to impart. Our-
1: <laughs> well, we are all ears. Well, <laughs> l- let me ask you this. I mean, we have done a number of renovations of older buildings, and we know the complications that run into them. What? Yes. The, the question I would have for you is, what's the biggest surprise that that you've encountered?
2: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you guys are going to be so, like, disappointed. Do you remember? So for the audience, we met in person at KBiz yep. last January. Yes, right. And I found the Merc, and I was, like, I told you guys about it. Yep. And you were like, you need to... Make sure that you have environmental testing done. Yes. Yes. Before you buy it. Right. And I remember that so conversation. Like, yes. So I came home and I was telling my husband about it and I was talking to like people and they're like, no, you just check with the city and make sure that the underground storage tank isn't there and then it's fine. So we checked with the city and they were like, yeah, we don't think it's there. They widened the road. So we buy the building. We bought the building outright. So we didn't have to like, worry about bank stuff
0: mm-hmm.
2: for yep. purchasing the building.
0: Right. And then you went and got a construction loan just And on then the... we went and got a construction Smart. loan
2: and they needed they needed environmental testing done. Hmm. And it was so stressful <laughs> because there was no documentation of the tank actually being removed. Oh boy. And then in the '40s, man,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm but, actually, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting anxiety just hearing this because yeah, oh I know no, I already know so what better. what you've gone through, and it's, oh god.
2: Yeah. So we, um, we also when they were doing the phase one testing, which is when they just come out and like look through the historical reports and kind of see what could be there, right? If they need to do more intense testing, if you don't know what a phase. I mean, I know you guys know it. It's phase so one is a audience. couple of thousand
0: dollars, and uh, yes. it's not very invasive. Phase two is around ten thousand dollars, and can get quite invasive.
2: Yes. So we, um, during the discovery portion of phase one, we found out that at some point in the like mid forties for a few years, they used our big, amazing interior portion that has like. The original Adobe brick, and it's so good. Um, they used it as a mechanic's garage. Oh,
0: no, 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 no.
2: And in the 40s, oh, no. they apparently used a really toxic
0: oh, no, no, no.
2: substance that was a degreaser. Oh, man. So so I'm
0: sweating here, Mandy. This, like, this is
1: going down the guys, wrong no, way.
2: I, I was like, and you guys have met me in person. Like, I am literally the most positive person. On the planet, and I was like, "It's going to be fine." If there's one it's way fine. to go
0: negative, the environmental starting, will do it to you.
2: Seriously, I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning, oh. and I started googling what a phase two test looks like and how to remediate if there were issues. And I literally threw up.
0: Oh <laughs> from, no! 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 I, was and like, I literally
2: what have I done threw my up, to my children, and my children's children, and like this is going to ripple. To our family for generations. So oh my God. we had our phase two test and um, there were two things that they were checking for. So they checked for the exterior gas, like underground storage tank. So they had to, um, they had to use like a little auger yep, yep. and dig down to see if it was there, which it wasn't, which was great.
1: Good, yeah.
2: And then um, the interior, they had to do a sub slab vapor test luckily everything came back oh
0: perfectly lady fine okay you, that that's was good that that's was good that was skinny your teeth though
2: you guys you guys i was i was so scared wow and i was like i am such an idiot
0: were we haunting you through that process was it repeating oh, yes. in your mind
2: <laughs> our conversation i was like <laughs>
0: oh, god
2: they weren't they told me about this but i didn't Research it and like dive oh, into it. Oh my goodness!
1: But, but Mandy, to I'll tell how you right now. But was? this is this is you are giving information that is so important. And anybody that's doing any type of renovation to an older property, I mean, yours of course had a little different circumstances since it, since it was an auto body and they did different things there. Yeah, but She
0: didn't know that. But,
1: I, I, that's what I'm saying. That, you didn't know that. The phase
0: but, one discovery.
1: Phase that. one. That's
0: but, why we do the phase one.
1: The, the whole the whole point here is you you really do have to be extra diligent on you any do. of these things just because of the worst case scenario and. Yeah. You want to protect yourself, and that's why when you have older buildings, you really gotta. Even though you think like, "Oh, it's not a big deal; it'll be okay." The town you can't always rely on everything that, that the town gives you because the records might not have it all. You have let's, to do. Let's the deep rephrase dive. that. Never rely on <laughs> yeah. what the town gives you. Very <laughs> <Fair, yeah>. accurate. <laughs> Pay for your own yeah. studies. Wow.
0: Well, and I
2: think what I think one thing that we didn't understand, and a lot of people. Don't know going into it is that when you purchase a property, if there are environmental issues, as the property owner, you are responsible to remediate them. Right.
0: Yes, and, that, and maybe it,
2: you can't go back to like the previous sellers nope. or the right. previous owners. Like it is yours.
0: Yeah. Said, said just slightly differently you inherit the good and you inherit yes. the bad. Right. So, once, once, so we, once the closing's over, it's your problem.
2: It's yours. And like once you find it, you have to deal with it. And something that's super interesting, a lot of banks won't loan against properties that have environmental issues because yes, correct, they don't correct. want to inherit them. Well, they're
0: so like they're, they're they won't technically on the on it. right. They're yeah. technically on the on the hook because if they do yeah. foreclose, then they own the the liability and they don't want to deal with
1: and, it. And most yeah. of them will ask you for a no further action letter. To, yeah. to make sure that everything is cleaned up, but I guess your bank, you know, Mandy, if you didn't know about this stuff. So it's actually funny. You
0: were smart in paying for the property cash so that you could move quicker, but it it was a little snag for you because if you had gone for a loan on the property, the bank wouldn't have let you close without the phase one, right? And that would yeah. have, and and you know. And for everybody listening, you know mandy, we we just heard her story. it got she got lucky. But what happens during the during your due diligence period, um when you do the phase one, if something, if anything comes back, that's your time to negotiate with the seller saying, you need to remediate this, or I'm not going to close on it. And then they are very motivated to get this thing done, get the no further action letter from the EPA, and and get you your property so they can get themselves their money. Yeah. Um, so, oh wow, wow, wow! I was yeah, not was, expecting so you to like tell me that story.
2: Thing. Yeah, that was like the biggest thing. And did I, this, did it this was,
1: blow your budget?
2: You know what? It didn't. That's good. So we had, I. After learning about how important it was, we knew going into it that we there were things that we had to do, and we had so much time because we found it in September. We didn't buy it until the end of March. End of, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a lot of time, we yeah. we had a lot of stuff that we had to do out of pocket, anyways. um Like we had to have all of our plans done out of pocket, yep. and all of like our um structural engineering stuff out of pocket, and so. We had a pretty good little cushion that we knew we were going to have to use that we could then like the bank would reimburse us for whatever, like we could roll it into our loans later. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's a a good point. And and so everyone understands at home uh, when you are doing a construction loan, normally the bank will not loan on soft costs. Soft costs are your your architectural, your engineering. If you can later down the line, just like Mandy said, if you can somehow roll it in, maybe you make a couple of your other line items a little more heavy so you can recoup that. But at the same time, the bank will not loan on that stuff. So you're absolutely right. You have to do that stuff first and then you can get the construction loan.
2: Yeah. So we, we knew going into it and we had so much time that it wasn't a huge deal to pay, you know, two thousand dollars for engineering stuff yep. one month and
0: so. Know. So before I ask you about your planning process with the architects and engineers, um, real quick, what are you doing for your living situation while the construction is ongoing? Because
2: <laughs> well, so... it, because it's a real, you
0: know, it's a it's a big expense for for a lot of people. Yeah. So I'm curious what you know what your solve was for this.
2: Yeah. So our house that we were in sold in two days holy
0: shit wow wow it was like okay good and bad okay like this is good good and bad well come on you're a designer what do you expect that thing (laughs) looks unbelievable
2: it was it was crazy so we moved into my in-laws okay they were doing a new can they were like in the process of building a new house and we moved in with them in january and they were supposed to be done with their house in march so we're like oh two months no big deal Um, They moved into their house a month ago. (laughs) Oh
0: my God.
2: So we had a whole bunch of people living in one house and they moved into their new house, which we're going to talk about, I think later in the the podcast. Yep. Um, But we are currently living in their old house that they are selling when we move out. Nice. This is like
1: musical chairs. And guys, I want to let everybody know that that's listening. You have to go over to Mandy's blog, VintageRevivals.com. You have to see all this because one, you're going to see pictures of the Merc, but then you get to see the pictures of her her in-law's house that they just finished. But seeing, hearing the story and now seeing your blog and piecing together all these puzzles, this is crazy town. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> There's crazy. So, there is so much going on here, so many moving parts. I can't believe it because now... It gives me a totally different perspective after seeing your blog. It, it really does. I'm like, wow. Do I you like think, think that I'm cooler? I, was, I, don't, I don't know I how they survive this. I
0: think you're a badass. Yeah,
1: I, would think, I don't Thank know how you, you. This survive
0: is a, this. This is a lot to juggle if we remember there's three kids and a husband in the mix, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you know, it's learning by doing can can be a rocky road, but. You know, when you come out the other side and you get that sigh of relief and everything's okay, you know you're no worse for the wear. So I, I love yeah. the, the fact that you're brave enough to go and do these things, and you know y- what you create out of it winds up being in- incredible. I mean, your design sensibilities are are, are fantastic. I, I love your your aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um But I but but even more than that, I, I just love that. You know, you learn by doing, and that you're not afraid to take the chances and and figure it out uh, along the way. Uh, You
2: know what? That is actually my favorite part. It's never about the finished product or the finished space or the finished project. It's always about what I can learn while I'm trying this new thing. Sure. And that gives me really valuable insight to share with my readers. So, like, if I post a tutorial, something that I just made up, and I'm sharing with you how to make it. Not only am I going to tell you, you know, what to do, but I'm going to tell you where we went wrong and what not to do. That's the best part.
0: And, yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, you know, knowing what not to do is is just as valuable as knowing oh, what to do. totally. You know, it's it's so there's so many, you know, I can't tell you how many dishes I've screwed up in the kitchen following directions because they don't tell you what not to do. They just tell you what to put in it. <laughs> Seriously. You know?
2: I know. And I feel like the what not to do is the best part. Plus it. Way more relatable yeah. because here, you know, here I am like this professional DIYer, if you want to call it that. Yeah, and for sure. It takes all the time, all a- the time.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing that people leave out. You know, everybody wants life or their work or their profession to be a glossy magazine, and it's just not the way it is. And that's, that's the approach we've taken from everything from our television show through our company and, and now with the podcast. We just want to be real. And the reality is, this business is not an easy one. There are no straight sometimes, lines. There's a yeah, lot of twists, a lot of turns.
2: Sometimes you have to have a phase two environmental test <laughs> done. You want to die because that was a stupid choice. <laughs> like, ugh, And, and so. Mandy, I want to ask you this. It, you
1: know, you said, you know, and Anthony noted how much he loves your design and your design sensibility. But I know after... Reading through your blog and getting so much more information about you, you were not formally trained. This is no, you, you, I mean, we're talking about DIY, we're talking about all these projects, we're talking about how you are a project manager and you're running this new project for your home. You are self taught and you learned along the way, and that's what a lot of homeowners have to do.
2: Yes. So I literally started DIYing and started my blog at the same time in 2010. Before that, I didn't decorate at all because I didn't think that I could. And I thought you had to have a ton of money. You had to have, you know, an interior designer. And that was just not our reality at all. And so I just didn't even try. And in 2010, I kind of stumbled upon the then brand new world of DIY blogging. This was before Pinterest, before Instagram, like...
1: Really exploded. Yep.
2: Yes. And I was so inspired. And so I started the blog and started projects at the same time. If you're feeling bad about where your projects are turning up, like how they're ending up and you feel like you're not getting the professional results... Just go back into the archives of vintage revival. <laughs>
1: it will test. make you feel
2: so much better. About
1: That's fantastic. You're gonna see some. You're gonna see some nice winners there.
2: Oh, <laughs> like some- when I mod podge a nightstand with tinfoil. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Like it. That guy is, is real bad <laughs>
0: that's great and i love that you leave it out there that's so that's yeah. so so smart man that's so smart i love it
1: that's the best part about d that's you know doing diying and doing these projects even you know we go on on the talk shows and we always give these you know diy projects and we tell people but do you know how hard it is to get this done on the first shot you're oh. it's almost like you will screw it up just have enough yes. materials to do it twice. There you so go. That's, that's yes. damn kind of it.
2: I totally agree with that. We did a project gosh, I can't believe it's been so long. Like three years ago, four years ago, we bought this well, I bought on my birthday. I didn't tell my husband.
1: <laughs> yes, um, there it is.
2: Trailer. <laughs> oh no. Called The Nugget. And I brought it home and it was like a thousand dollars on Craigslist and we over the course of the summer restored it. And renovated it and I redid everything in that thing twice because I would do something like I'd tile the backsplash and it was such a small space that then I would like put the cushions in and the backsplash looked horrible because it was such a small space. Everything like the
0: precision mattered a lot more. Yes.
2: Yeah, and yeah. so then we ripped out all of the tile and retiled it, and
0: so not only did, you get not only, only did you get not only did you get better at your DIY, but you're a professional demo expert now too.
2: <laughs> I am a professional expert.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Oh,
0: that's um, great. So if I can, if I can maybe steer us back to the Merc, um just because yes. the the you know the the process for us is really important, and that's what we want to con- convey it to people. Um, I want to touch on a few more things there, and then I want to get into your in-laws' kitchen because, Jesus, did you do a job on that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so for uh, the... the Well, I'm not going to get into it because then we're going to get sidetracked. <laughs> um, okay, so um, going back to the planning uh, phase now, you were talking about working with your structural engineer and your architect. Can you maybe talk a little bit about, number one, how you found each of them, whether it was word of mouth or mm-hmm. however that was, um, and then also you know, kind of how much time you spent iterating specifically with the architect, not so much the engineer, um, to get where you wanted to be prior to then actually starting construction?
2: Yeah, for sure. So with the Merck, um, it is zoned commercial mixed use. And so legally with the city, because of the zoning, we have to have a commercial space in there. And um, so we have our offices commercial And then the rest of the Merck is our house. But because of the zoning, we had to have a commercial architect do our plans, which most people won't have to have that. But possibly if you're doing like an old building renovation, you, you might. So um, we originally were working with a contractor. It was just kind of helping out. He's just a really cool guy. And um, he had a friend who was a draftsman and I know what i want like with the merc it was pretty much two giant open rooms there were some walls because it had been added onto approximately five times um so there were some walls that were cinder block that we had to work around Mm -hmm. because they're they were structural um but for the most part it was just an open space and i knew what we needed for our family i knew what i wanted the space to look like so i kind of had an idea I took that information to the draftsman and he put it together. This was before we knew we had to have a commercial architect. Okay. So we had all of our plans with the draftsman kind of worked up and then found out from the city that we had to have a commercial architect. So I took those plans and took them to a commercial architect that my contractor found. Wow. So it's just a local. Your contractor guy. sounds
0: like a superhero.
2: Well, he was awesome and he actually ended up his partner kind of at the very last minute decided that he did not want to do the Merck. And so we had to find another contractor at the last minute. And our new contractor is a freaking rock star.
1: Oh, wow. So It
2: totally worked out.
1: That definitely worked out.
2: We, one thing that I was really, um, that worked out really well for us with our commercial architect is that he kind of has a soft spot in his heart for historic renovations. And does a really good job with them. And so he, I mean, we sat down in his office so many times going over really specific things for the Merck, like all of the walls that are Adobe brick, we have to have electrical on them, but we can't. Put anything into the Adobe because it is literally sand. Right. So, yep. Yep. so we doing, have to go through a lot of that kind of stuff. Do
0: an exposed conduit stuff, yep. and, which is yes. cool,
1: which which looks great. So it gives cool. it a little more commercial look anyway.
2: Yeah, it's so cool. So we went. We did a lot of that stuff. But he was just awesome. But I went in, you know, and I had these plans that the draftsman had done that we tweaked a little bit, and I had already done a rendering myself just in Photoshop of what I wanted the exterior to look like, and. So, um, so he just had to like make it all functional plans, basically.
0: Right. Yeah, he had to get everything up to code, but you gave him a nice jump start because he had your basic layout, your overall.
2: Yeah, and I think something that people maybe jump into doing plans really fast without really thinking about what is best for your family and best for the space.
1: Yep. Well, and, and what we tell people a lot of times is, you know, you do not have to have the architect do all the d- design elements since no. you, since you no. were hand- oh. exactly. Since you were handling that, that's fine. You can have a scope of work on the side that you sit down with your general contractor. You guys work it out. You can go through all those design elements. The good thing about having the architectural plans is it gives you a proper layout. And it, it's yes. a it's a map for everybody to understand. This is exactly what we're going to follow when it comes to finish work. We refer back to our scope of work. Everyone looks at it, and it's nice and easy.
2: Yep. Well, and there were some things that the um, architect figured out that I had totally overlooked, and different things, just like um, window size and the width of a hallway. Like, what is a
1: standard standard width? Yep, exactly. That,
2: like, what's the smallest hallway that you can have without it feeling like you are walking down a tunnel and you have to walk sideways. And they are so good at that. And that was stuff that I did not know.
0: Yeah, that's so, um, that's super. That's super important. All that, all that yeah. scale stuff on paper, because scale on paper yep. and the feel in the space are are very different things. And until you're used to translating from one to the other, you know that's really where the strength the strength of the architect um, comes in for you. Obviously, aside from all the code the code issues. Yep. Very and cool. He
2: was um, he was
0: awesome. So, how long were you in? Um, in design with the architect, and then also uh, how long did it take to get the permits in the in the building department?
2: Um. So the permits weren't super hard to get. I had to, because this is zoning, um, I had to present some stuff to the planning commission. So I had to go to a planning commission meeting and tell them how we were using the space, and they had to approve it.
1: I, I just and want then- to give it, Mandy, I want to give you a little... Uh, FYI, if you were doing this in, in New Jersey, <laughs> it would it, it would have taken a year. It would have taken a year just in the just planning committee. You guys, I'm serious. Not real. Is I'm serious. Not real? It's yeah, it's real. It is. uh yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It, it's, it's crazy around here.
1: It's just it's a one. You have to understand. It's a larger. The density is crazy over yeah. here, and it's a bigger bureaucracy here with. The amount of people and the people, and you know, it's these these boards do have a lot more historic. Of course, in New Jersey, it's it's an older state, right? So we have a lot more of these older buildings that people are looking to renovate, and they do get bogged down. I mean, they really get in depth on them, and we have we've gone through buildings where it's been a year, and you're like, guys, we can't hold on to this project any longer. We we we, we yeah. can't afford it. You know, and people yeah, have to realize yeah. if you're not in an area of the country or your town, or where you you have to make sure that you can move through those things with, you know, a, a, a good pace. Yeah, a good pace. You don't want to get bogged yeah. down because you could lose the property because you have to hold on to it way too long.
2: Oh my gosh, you guys! I literally would have died. <laughs> like that would not have been good for my mental sanity.
1: So so how so how long was that process overall for you? You would say going.
2: So we. Um, I mean, it was maybe a couple of weeks wow. since we, when we had the plans all right. ready. I'm moving to Utah. To yeah, I was like, I think we're going to go to Utah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel I'm like it's so weird. I just eat sugar all the time when I'm so skinny. Like, I don't know. I, I know that this is totally coming across. Like, and I, yes. it's just
1: That's just a different area of the country. It, it It's totally just the way it is. That, that's, that's, yeah. that's how it works. Yep.
2: So, do you want me to tell you the part where the planning commission said that it was the greatest thing to happen to Santa Clara in 20 years? That's Amazing. great. Is that, does that make you guys mad? Wow. no, that's,
0: I, I love hearing that. Because it's not, yeah. you know, it's when you get a project that the city really loves, like you c- yes. can't beat that. That's that's yeah. fantastic. And rescuing, you know, architecturally significant buildings that have a great historical past. I mean, de- there's nothing better. I mean, it comes... Yes, it comes with its headaches. It comes with its 3 a.m. throw-ups. It comes with all that <laughs> stuff. But, yeah. you know, the day you move in or the day you finish and start getting tenants in the building, depending on, you know, if you're a developer, homeowner, whatever. Oh, man. I'm so excited for you guys.
1: Yeah, that is So great. exciting. So, great news.
2: Uh, and I think... You know, something that is really easy to overlook when you, because we didn't, we're not from Santa Clara, this town. We don't have any like emotional ties to it, but the people that are there, a lot of them have been there since it was settled by the pioneers. So it's like four or five generations of people in this town. And there are like literally every time we are over there working, people come by and they have stories about the Merc, and they have all of these memories, and they're so invested in what we're doing. It's That's the cool. coolest thing. That's and, really And you know really what? Well,
1: cool. It's a, it's it's a great thing for everyone to hear that because you know we constantly talk about historically significant buildings and how we have to preserve them, not knock them down bring yeah. them back to life. And to hear a story like that, that's exactly the whole point of it. And it's, it is, it's, it's really inspirational because so many people have those memories. They don't want to see the building just, you know, be knocked down for a larger building or for somebody to make more money off of, off of it. That's, yeah. that's the coolest part. That's really, really great. It, to hear really, the town
2: get behind it, it. really is. Wow. I mean, I learned to never say never, but I, I, feel like and we're not done with the renovation but I feel like I will never buy a new house. yeah yeah like I would never do new construction after this renovation because there is so much history and there's like a feeling there that you cannot describe unless you are in an old space. It, it's like hundreds of a hundred years worth of memories and feelings and people. Yeah.
1: And it's that it's that nostalgia. But,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yes. And hey, you, you you
1: so almost funny. feel like the people are there with you and they're and they're watching you do okay, this.
2: I that, but I didn't want to be like creepy. Like, creepy.
1: <laughs> let's get creepy. Let's, let's get, get weird. Creepy. Let's get creepy. Come guys, on, let's do it. I literally feel
2: like there are angels there. No, but, it, but
1: look, I I think you know I you know we don't have to go, go into and go into the whole religion part of it, but I I think there are. I think when you do have historically significant buildings like that, I think there is. I think that's just part of the building. It's it's become built into the walls. It it has yes. so many things things that have gone on and that is the special part and you're continuing that story it's like the story it's like the, it's like the, the never ending story it, it, it hasn't stopped it just keeps on going
2: oh my gosh well, never ending you know, stories like my favorite childhood movie yes, I love it <laughs> it's one of my favorites I you i mean, yeah it's right it's right amazing
0: absolutely amazing um no but i i you know and conversely i'll tell you we've been in some historic buildings here in jersey city and i'm gonna, i'm going to leave them nameless but uh, we've seen the, the other side of those spirits, man. It's, <gasps> it's yeah. free, some freaky stuff. Yeah. And like we've talked to different cops who used to like protect the buildings and stuff. And like they would see things like crazy. So, you know, buildings have their own energy and whether they're they good, totally bad, or indifferent, you, yeah. you yes. know, it's, I'm, I'm a big believer in the, uh, in in my uh, sage smudge stick and my and my cedar yep. sticks and I, <laughs> yeah. I definitely, you know, I come through my loft about once a month. This thing was built in the 1890s, so <laughs> I don't take anything for granted, man. I like to keep it nice it's and healthy part in this of the place. Cleaning.
2: It's like you change your yep. vents in your AC unit and you smudge the sage.
0: That's right. That's you got right. it.
2: Fine. So I like
0: it. um before we move on to the kitchen, um from one crazy project to another doing your in-laws kitchen, um, Um, uh, what is the biggest, the biggest lesson you've learned or the biggest lesson you think worth sharing with everybody listening?
2: Oh my gosh. Hands down. The biggest lesson is that historic renovations are so worth it. Like they, it will most likely cost you more than it would to build a new house or buy, you know, a house that is modern and all of that stuff. I'm sure that it will cost you more, and there will be tons of things that pop up along the way. But it is so worth it.
0: And and on the blog, you've documented the trials, the tribulations, the goods, the oh, ads, the ups, the ups, the I have downs.
2: posts going up almost every day. We have videos on YouTube, cool, and well, they're also on the blog. Like we're sharing the whole nitty gritty, good, bad.
1: And, and and you're also, and I just saw, I know your most recent blog, you're letting people also pick things out with you. Like right now you're talking yeah. about lighting, which is cool. I think that's a great, I think it's really fun to get, you know, it's very interactive getting your fans to kind of say, hey guys, look, we're doing lighting right now. What colors, what materials do you think are going to look good here? So I, I love that. I think that's really, that's a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. And we'll have-
0: We'll have uh, your your uh, a link to your blog in the show notes. So anybody who's really curious about uh, the Merck and and thinking about doing a historic renovation, uh, you can certainly get the the full scope of the project from uh, from the blog.
2: Awesome.
0: Okay, the kitchen. Yes this this Done kitchen. Time. Tell me you were doing this at the same gorgeous. time as the gorgeous.
2: Merc. Oh no, yeah, a hundred percent at the <laughs> same time. Like my keep piling son- on Anna the work. Ago
1: wow <laughs> you can never have too many projects just just keep uh, them coming
2: yes i mean who needs to sleep it's yeah. fine
1: sleep when you're dead that's it so now i i guess i guess first things first tell us this was an older home that they bought and they knew that they wanted to do a renovation to the kitchen living room what so what kind of happened here
2: actually this was actually new construction new construction house. okay so my in-laws Um, are the hardest-working people on the planet and have saved for such a long time to finally be able to build their dream home. And so that's what this is. Like, this is is their dream house. It's been so fun to work on it.
1: And is this also... In Utah is it is this also yep. there? So it is okay.
2: Yep, this is also in southern Utah. It
0: would be a hell of a commute if she was living with her in-laws say, in laws and not Utah. Oh my gosh, Come on. I know.
2: Well, well,
1: I know. I just want to find out. I didn't know if <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know where exactly, like, if or in the same town. I guess I should say. I'm just buzzing. Is it in the same? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. It would, have been, it would have been. Well, I'm living over. I'm living a state over, and then I got to go over to the Merck. But is it? Is it? Are, so I mean, how far away from like the Merck, for example?
2: So the Merck is. About 15 minutes away from where we live now, which I know for most people who deal with a commute that is like going to the grocery store. But in Southern Utah, driving to the other side of town is literally the worst thing in the entire world. Like, you just don't even go. It's like 10 minutes away and you just don't even go over there. Oh, it's boy. crazy.
0: All right. Well, we're so gonna have everyone, to we're gonna have to introduce you to the New Jersey renovation. Yeah, I was, guys, And then, I you're then you're gonna get a
1: different to- person. Then you're gonna get totally different perspective. Oh my goodness! So I,
2: mean, I grew up in Salt Lake, and Salt Lake, you know, stuff is you drive a while to go places. Not like New Jersey, but anyone who's from Southern Utah when they they hear that we are doing the renovation in Santa Clara, and that we live. In Saint George, they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're driving there every day." <laughs> See, and that's why I asked. I knew, world. I knew it. it's far world. away. Fifteen it's minutes. Far it's far away, <laughs> guys. It's fifteen minutes.
1: Fifteen minutes is far away. Oh, I love it.
0: So, Mandy, w- with this kitchen project for your in-laws, what what kind of design time timeframe uh, were you on with this? And and what would you say was the is the major difference between this and and the Merck as a as a project from a time frame perspective, from a professional's perspective, um, and, and anything you can share just on the on the similarities and differences between the size of projects? Because I think you know the two are are really indicative of of the majority of the projects we're trying to talk about here on the podcast. Yeah. Something that's a really large scale home renovation or gut. Uh, renovation, um, or you know, you're looking at a specific room, i.e., the kitchen, and and what goes into a project like that.
2: Yeah. So, with the house being new construction, we were able to do a lot of the finishes and plan out the design work as they were working on the plans, and um, we just kind of you just kind of plan enough ahead that going into it, you, you know what tile you're going to use because you plan the kitchen layout around having this be featured as the backsplash. And mm-hmm. so I think even whether it's like a new build or a renovation, like the Merck the similarity there is that if you give yourself enough time to plan, then you can decide what you want to be kind of the star of the space. and, Adjust everything according to that, like to figure it so, out. For example, like in our old house, we fixed up the kitchen, but we already had the layout. We weren't changing the cabinets. Like there were a lot of things that were out of our control. Mm-hmm. So I think new construction and like hard renovation, you get to control pretty much everything which I loved that, that was like yeah. a new experience but you like, know and, and I loved
0: it and in the same breath which 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 is I find with clients you know can sometimes be um, the most daunting part of it is that For you sure. do have everything under your control so holy shit how do I do this you know and, yeah. and I think you said it very well you decide what you want to be the star of the show and you layer from there or you build from there or you make your other selections based on that star.
2: Yeah, and I think something that's really, really important. My mother in law has fabulous taste. And did
1: she I did she pick out a lot of this with you, or was it a team effort? Because we always talk about it was how that it was works. us,
2: okay. her and I. Great. Um, and she has really good taste, and had like a really clear idea of what she wanted, and we knew um the other selections that we had made, and so it was pretty easy to to pick things. But the craziest thing, and I said this to her so many times. Our favorite thing in the entire world is talking about decor and picking things out and, like, finding new cool things. Mm-hmm. And with, with her house, we were like, oh, my gosh, how do people who don't feel like they... Know how to do these things? Like, how do they do this? Because we are exhausted.
0: Yep. Because it's. I mean, you're picking everything from the backsplash to literally like every light fixture and every light switch. Yeah.
1: And we we talk to people about that all the time because there are. There are thousands upon thousands of different things from the countertop to the backsplash to lighting, and then
0: there's a thousand of each of those in every category. In every
1: category—that's what I'm saying. It's light. every category, yeah. so it's, it's daunting. It could be overwhelming, and you confuse so yourself. Yep. That's why For I think. Moment. Well, I think, like you said, having the plan going in—that's why you have to stick to it. You can't. You you can yes, you can change small things here and there, but you have to try to stay as close as possible to that design plan so you don't go off the rails. Because if you go off the rails, I will t- I'll tell everybody right now, the project will never get finished. And that's why things get delayed so much because people can't make decisions sometimes because there are so many options.
2: For sure. Well, and I think something that's really important too is having like maybe max three people that you talk to about the design choices. <laughs> yes. So Smart actually lady. You care about what they have to yeah. say and they understand you and they understand like, the vision that you're going for because literally you have an entire internet full of people. like People that post questions on how about their houses, I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you open yourself up to hundreds of thousands of opinions?
0: Pro and con. Some
2: people <laughs> that don't know you, they don't know your nope. lifestyle, they don't know any of that stuff. Like,
1: and-, and design design now. is so personal. And and I I know that you know that and we talk about that all the time. I think people try to say, oh, but I want to copy this look or that look. But it's like, why? When you wake up in the morning, right? You go to your closet. It's personal. You put those clothes on because you have a certain feeling. Your house is the same way. It's very, very personal and you're never going to be like your neighbor. You're not going to be like your brother. So make it custom to you.
2: Totally. And there is, nothing wrong with putting something in your house just because you like it yes it doesn't matter if it's on trend or if it's like too far behind the trend amen or amen it doesn't I love, matter I hate like that word, if trend. you love it it's in yep. style yes
0: it, the, the thing that matters is that there's a story that that connects to your life that's the biggest yeah. thing that matters you know and yeah. at least so that's the way the way we go about it. Um, so going back to designing a room around the star of a show, what was your star pick here for for the kitchen itself?
2: So the island definitely was like the the main focus. So we have really cool lighting
1: I was above get, the that's island. That's what I was going. I was like, Fantastic. those lights those lights are just yeah oh, phenomenal. We
2: have the lighting above the island is so cool. Um, and then, so for those of you that are listening and not looking at a picture, it's really, really large. I want to say it's like you
0: man, gotta man. you gotta be a minimum it's of twelve you got twelve like, you gotta be a gonna minimum gonna of twelve like feet because you got
2: feet yeah. you got six stick yeah
0: six chairs there. big
2: white waterfall edges, like beautiful. and we put a black, well, it's not black. it's like a really, really dark charcoal sink in, which was kind of unexpected, but it is awesome it's
1: awesome i love i love i love dark black sinks there's so many companies that are doing them great right now it is it's it's a beautiful look than just doing your yeah. normal stainless steel
2: yep totally so we that that one in particular is from lk and it it's just so stunning so that was like the main focus and then um
1: Was that because, now did you guys go with the Big Island because you have the open floor plan, they want to entertain, they wanted the grandkids to come over, they could interact in the kitchen to the the living room? Was that the kind of game plan behind it?
2: Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that when you are in someone's house, you always end up congregating in the kitchen. And their old house that we're in, um, I can send you guys a link to this because we did a renovation on that quite a few maybe like five or six years ago, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a galley style kitchen and there wasn't really anywhere for people to sit. And so that was really important that there was a huge space to put bar stools at so that all of the grandkids could just hang out and we could like all be together as a family. That was really important for my mother-in-law.
1: And so everyone knows they have six stools at this yeah. island. So. Six. Yeah. it's <laughs> a lot. It's, it's like a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a great look, though. It looks really, really awesome. And and something else I, I love, I, I love that you have the... Now, that's not... I mean, it's a subway tile look, but I know it's handmade, um, so you don't have the exact edges. I love that you brought it up to the ceiling with the white oak open shelves. It's just... It's gorgeous. And I, you know what? I, I have a question for you because, of course, I know people are constantly commenting on your blog and giving a lot of information. What have people said to you about open shelves? Because when I post about them, I love them. I, I just, I, I love it. I love that it doesn't, the the cabinets aren't so overwhelming. It's a great look. But people get so like offended. They're like They
2: open get shelves. crazy about oh my- open shelving.
1: I knew it. I yeah. knew they were going to abuse you. I knew Oh,
2: it. they get crazy. And specifically with the Merck renovation. So we are doing, um, Sorry, is it okay if I, like, switch?
0: Do you go absolutely? no, space? absolutely not. This is a very <laughs> this is a very structured program. I'm
2: so sorry. You're stru- <laughs> having a hard time following along.
1: <laughs> Anywhere you so, want. No, Dump go around. for it. Go, go back to the Merc.
2: <laughs> so with the Merc, um, we have a whole wall that is, like, lower cabinets. We have our range going in there, and then we are doing open shelving above it. And I'm not putting in a vent hood. Okay. Because I don't want one, Good. don't. And it's a very like there. I have a whole blog post about it, and there are a lot of comments on it.
1: People are people are not happy.
0: Can I ask you a question? Are you doing yes. a downdraft, or are you doing nothing?
2: No, we're doing nothing.
0: Do you cook a lot?
2: Because yeah, like nothing. We're doing shelving above it.
0: Okay, but do you do you cook a lot as a family?
2: I never cook. There you,
0: there go. you go. There you I go. I
2: actually. I make like chocolate chip cookies.
1: No vent hood required. I
2: can read that. I can make like chicken.
1: That goes in the oven. That can go in the oven too. That goes in the oven.
2: But see, but you're making.
1: But you're making a great point here. This is this is, uh, and I know where you're going. You use exactly. I know where you're going with this, and uh, we've tried to explain that to people all the time. There are no hard and fast rules. If you are a big, if you're a huge cook. Then yeah, you want that because you're going to be doing a lot of work on your stove. If you're not a big cook, then why would you put the hood in? Why would you spend a crazy amount of money on appliances that you will barely use? Yeah, you can you can so you can true. take it you can you can definitely tone it down. Get things that are nice but save you a yeah. ton of money. And and that and that I I really I hope everybody listening takes that as, if they're going to take anything away, really take that as a major point. Because I know so many people feel like, oh, but every kitchen has this. You have to do it. Oh, yeah? Why?
2: Right. Why? Well, so. exactly. Like, I think something that is so important in your planning stage, look at your actual life, yep. that you're actually living in that actual moment. Like, I think I have turned on the vent hood above the microwave twice. In my entire life. Mm -hmm. And that was when I set up the smoke alarm. (laughs) It's not an important part of my cooking experience. (laughs) And so it's okay. Like I'm never going to use it. And I aesthetically, I don't want it. And so I'm not putting one in. Love it.
1: Love it, and there's nothing so there wrong with that. No, it's yeah. it's a great point. It it, it really really is a, a great point, and I love throughout your blog when you talk about your in-laws kitchen. The great point that you made uh, throughout the entire thing is letting people know this is high design, but it doesn't have to break the bank.
2: Oh my gosh, it that's the like the the one thing that I love so much is that the cabinets are laminate. They're laminate. They're not like some crazy expensive wood with a paint job that's going to get scratched and like they're they're laminate.
1: Do you do you overall even if it's a ballpark? Do you know what this kitchen just just the kitchen? I mean, of course, this was a, a you know doing the entire home and everything. But do you have a ballpark of what the kitchen cost overall, so people have have a reference?
2: I would, if I had to guess, and I'm totally just guessing. Um, With like the imp- the appliances included, yeah. I would guess it's probably around forty thousand.
1: There you go. There you go. And that's 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 pretty much that's for what a we kitchen tell. That kitchen that looks like that. That's a Perfect. hell of a
0: number. Yep. That Perfect. that's really awesome. Okay. Yep. That's great. So, right, but right. I
2: mean, like, their for example, their appliances, their kit or their um, sorry, their fridge. They have a giant like restaurant looking fridge and freezer. Yep.
1: We see it and here, yeah. it hangs up That's an huge. entire wall. That's massive. It's
2: huge. <laughs> and they got the appliances at Home Depot on Black Friday sale and sent, I I want to say, like $4,000.
1: On everything? the entire thing. That's great. Whoa. For the, like for the
2: fridge situation.
1: Okay, so, so wait, so 4000 just just for the fridge or for everything?
2: For the fridge and freezer.
1: For the fridge and freezer, because that is massive. Because something like this, if you, I don't, I'm not sure who the manufacturer is. Do you say who's the manufacturer of this one?
2: I want to say it's like Samsung.
1: Samsung, because like a Sub Zero, that would cost you like oh. twenty five thousand dollars just, yes. just, just for the but fridge. That size. You have
2: that exact same look. So I think like people need to be willing to kind of dive. Like I spend so much time on Home Depot dot just seeing what they have available. That's maybe not
1: in store. Yeah, it's a lot of research. so
2: much cool stuff. Yeah.
1: Hey, and can I tell you right now? I'm I'm looking at that at the picture of that massive fridge. Where are all the doors in the house black like that with the black trim? Yes, love all the love black it. Black trim. Oh my god, that is so awesome i yeah, I'm a so huge fan of uh, a black door. Like. so
0: how long did the uh how long did the the kitchen project take you? I mean, I know it's part of the overall, but if you can compartmentalize it a little bit,
2: you know, I would say if someone were to like actually just tackle something like that,
0: mm-hmm. not
2: having it be a part of a whole new construction house right I would say probably like four months yeah,
1: yeah that's a great time frame, perfect. Where did, where did, I'm just reading, I'm trying to see where did the tile come from? Cause I, I love the tile so the also. the
2: tile is from floor and decor. Floor and decor. Yep.
1: Beautiful. It's a beautiful tile. I love that you stacked it, gives it a nice contemporary look. You know, you, you didn't go, you didn't go with the normal brick joint. um That's an, another yes. great thing to do. And it, and it has that, you know, that, that mid-century modern flair yep. and and it, it comes across. It's, it's exactly what the kit, what the kitchen really exudes.
2: Thank you. And we actually, one thing that was kind of a little unexpected that we were like, okay, I think we're going to do it. Um, instead of using charcoal grout, which everyone does white tile with dark Mm -hmm, grout, we use a really dark taupe.
1: Yep. I see that here.
2: And it looks so good.
1: Yeah. It looks awesome. And, And I, I just love the tile having that, that unfinished. It's not perfect. Gives a little bit of of that rustic flair. It is it is a great great look.
2: Thank you. We love it so much.
0: Uh, well, Mandy, we can't thank you enough for taking all the time and and sharing your real life experience with this. You know, it's it's rare that you know you can catch somebody right in the middle of their first <laughs> massive build that has environmental issues, and she ignores, oh. and she ignores her friends at K who tell her to. to to take care, Guys, to take
1: heed with that. If we can go back all in time a year ago, but
0: no, in all seriousness, you know this is this information is invaluable. It's it's fantastic, and I I have to really commend you on your attitude and outlook with it because so many people let the process beat them down and get so frustrated that by the end of it they're like fuck it we're moving into a new house who gives a shit you know yes. and yes. It's, it you can he- I can hear in your voice how much fun you're having with the process and and that's the way it should be you know so it's it's really really cool to see i'm I'm glad you're learning a ton about it and i i we're going to actually be in Utah in January for a home show yeah, we are
2: um,
0: yes, And I'm going to yes, be out are. there even a little earlier skiing with a buddy of mine. So we're going to have to make some plans guys, because I need to see the Merck in person.
2: You have to come. I
0: will me. literally change a flight to go see that place.
2: Okay. Well, and if you're ever in Vegas, we're like two hours north of Vegas. We're closer to Vegas than we are to Salt Lake. Got
1: oh, it. wow. Okay. Oh. So, you're, so, so you're even closer because you are so south. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. We're like the very southwest corner. Got it. Oh, um. Okay. And you guys are welcome anytime. And don't oh, be
0: careful. That's motorcycle <laughs> country out there. Yeah, I might be living and in and your I'll little. Be nugget. Nugget, I'll be
1: living in your little nugget trailer.
2: Yeah, just live <laughs> in the nugget in the backyard of the merch. Awesome. And,
1: and are you are you definitely are you going to be at K Biz? I year?
2: am planning on going. I like haven't booked my stuff yet, but I am. I'm planning on being there. Um
1: hurry up because it's 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 uh it's, it's a lot of stuff is is booked there. It's crazy. Yeah, if if
0: you have any issues, uh, shoot us a text because I, okay. I have some thoughts on on housing for you because it was it was tough for awesome. us to find it and we booked two months ago, so crazy.
2: Okay.
0: Um awesome. Well, Mandy, thanks again. Uh guys, again, links to Mandy's stuff will be in the show notes. This was Home with the Cousins. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, real quick before you go, we just wanted to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out HomeWithTheCousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CarinoAnthony and at culinaryjohn. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.